Most guys struggle to quit porn because they aren't building the right habits to replace porn. If you want to learn the simple habit replacement system I've used to help thousands of men quit porn and develop self-mastery, then click the link in the description below and download my free Reboot Regimen Guide. Welcome to Universal Man, where we turn your flight into fight so that you can master yourself and conquer your goals. My name is Mark Quepet, and I am here to help you sharpen your masculine edge so that you can cut through the resistance that's holding you back from living on the front lines of life and being a man that you admire. And today we are back with another episode of the Sexual Self Mastery Series. This is episode number three. I think, I think it's, yeah, I haven't had too many and I'm already losing count. <laughs> and in this episode, what we're going to be talking about is overcoming the escapism of porn use because that's what porn is all about. It's about transporting you out of where you currently actually are and teleporting you into this fantasy world of sex and pleasure and fun. And ultimately, constantly running from reality doesn't work out so well. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that if you constantly ignored reality and tried to run into a virtual world to solve your problems, that things wouldn't go well, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's understandable. Like, I, I think it's almost more reasonable to have tried it than to have not. Uh, because like, hey, if you, could, if you could actually make things better by not having to do anything and literally just indulge in pleasure, well, you know, sign me up for that path. Uh, but problem is, doesn't really work. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. So when I say porn is an act of escapism, what am I talking about? Well, there's a few different layers that I think this occurs on. And I'm, I'm going to walk through them, all right? So we're going to walk through these different layers of escapism that porn allows for, all right? The first level is physical escapism. So basically, porn lets you change the way that you physically feel. All right, so if you've got a sexual urge inside of you, you're horny, well, you can pop on some porn and all of a sudden, you know, that horniness, that sexual ache is turned into sexual satisfaction and excitement and ultimately a super intense orgasm, right? And so, you know, physically lets you escape the burden of your own sex drive, okay? And that can be quite the burden. And I understand why someone would want to escape from it. Heck, even, you know, doing this work for as long as I have, sometimes I still want to escape from it. It can be painful to have a sexual appetite and have a world that isn't necessarily lining up to satisfy that sexual appetite. That's just, you know, part of the, the struggle of the human experience. Um, and so that's, I think, the, 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 the core kind of physical escapism that most people use porn for. But it goes beyond this, too. You know, I've had clients who have had chronic pain issues that they've used porn to manage manage you know it's like the, the, it would take their mind off their pain and you know this is you know in some sense a kind of effective sort of thing but i would argue that in pretty much every single circumstance there is a better path that is available to them that would ultimately lead them maybe not necessarily necessarily to less suffering because sometimes people just have tough situations where they're going to be in pain but there's always going to be a better approach to handle that pain. There's a way that which you can grow in mindset and strength and character in pursuit of meaning that can allow you to leave lesser escapes like porn behind. So that's physical escapism. And I think that's pretty straightforward. But the next kind of escapism that porn allows for is circumstantial escapism. Okay. And what this is about is that it lets you escape your current 
circumstances, right? And sometimes your circumstances are painful. Sometimes you're the guy who, you know, just got fired or got into a fight with his boss or a coworker. Okay. It's a painful circumstance. Sometimes, you know, you're the guy who just got, you know, rejected by a girl. Painful circumstance. Maybe, maybe you're just, you know, unhappy because you're living in your parents' basement and you don't got anything going for you. Or maybe, you know, you're not happy with your physical appearance and, you know, you don't feel confident out in the world. And, you know, wh whatever your circumstances are, if you, they're unpleasant, and, you know, and they leave you feeling in a state of low status, well, that sucks. <laughs> it hurts. Your brain actually tells you, hey, something's wrong. Hey, we're low status. This is dangerous for us. And you know, I've actually done other videos talking about uh, status and why our brain cares so much about it. Basically, it's because like um, status, the accumulation of status of some form, like whether sexual status, financial status, you know, so social status, all that kind of stuff, that allows for greater survival you know in more extreme times when you had low status there is a chance that you're going to get killed right and so because of this we're naturally wired to care a lot about it and so when we experience something that we experience as us being low status well those circumstances well they're painful and our brain freaks out and so what porn lets us do is it lets us teleport us t teleport ourselves into this fantasy world of high status because one of the things especially men are wired to care about is sexual status sexual conquest that sort of thing and porn lets you live that out to a t and if you like who cares if you got you know fired you're banging all these hot chicks right who cares if like you know this didn't work out or that project failed or whatever you know you're banging all these hot chicks only you're not right you're not actually doing that but a part of your brain thinks you are. And so this is a real issue because uh, I would I would argue that for men, sex is one of our prime motivators to really kind of get our shit together. All right. And historically, societies have been successful to the extent to which they've been able to put sex you know, sexual reward, sexual access on the other side of socially useful behaviors. You know, up until the very recent modern times, it's like if you wanted to have, you know, good consensual sex, you know, outside of a prostitute, uh, you had to be a relatively put together guy. You had to be able to at least prove yourself to have the competence and, you know, whatever to get a girl. Basically, you know, there are certain societal norms you had to adhere to, and a lot of them had to do with, are you competent? Are you, you know, relatively moral? Are you this, that, and the other important things for a society? You had to have them, and then a girl would consider, you know, becoming your partner. And porn has kind of changed that whole equation. You know, they've taken all the, you know, the, all right, you have to actually earn sexual access uh, away. And because of this, I think that's why a lot of guys are failing. Guys are falling behind today. And I think that's because a huge piece of masculine motivation is getting really screwed up by porn because porn doesn't care what kind of person you are. It'll be right there and ready for you, ready to, to take your attention. Okay. And, uh, you know, so because of that, a lot of guys are like, all right, well, maybe I just won't get better. <laughs> maybe I won't become more competent. Maybe I won't become more responsible. And, Part of, part of it's just, you know, it's, it's not that people are, not that guys are specifically trying to be this. 
It's just unconsciously what you will fall into if you're not aware of this kind of stuff. This is what happened to me. You know, like this is where I was. I was just stuck. Like I, I knew all this stuff I wanted to do. I had all these these visions and ideas of, of important and good stuff I wanted to do with my life. But my body was just like, hey, man, you're getting off all the time. It's like, you know, the, the, my emotional brain was essentially whispering to me like, dude, we're killing it. We're like drowning in pussy, man. Like, why would why, why put ourselves through all that? But like, meanwhile, my rational brain's like, this is all bullshit. This is all fake. <laughs> but it's difficult to kind of get yourself going in opposition to that emotional mind. And so basically, you know, porn lets you escape the, the circumstantial burdens that are placed upon you in your current station in life. And so, you know, that's an issue. So the next layer of escapism that we're going to look at is emotional escapism. Okay. And this is, again, I think fairly straightforward. Whenever you're bored, anxious, lonely, sad, uh, stressed out, whatever, whatever negative emotion you feel, you can use porn to 100% turn that emotion off, at least obviously temporarily. And that's crazy, right? Like where else in life do you have an instant feel good button unless you're like a drug addict, right? That's like the only other place where you can get that kind of immediate satisfaction of going from negative mental state to peak state of pleasure. It's, it's too effective at what it does to the point where it's just like, oh, well, this worked, so this is all I'm going to do always and forever because it's so easy and it feels so good, right? And this screws you up. Screws you up because you stop learning how to actually address the underlying emotions. If you're lonely, then that's your mind saying, hey, you need to connect more. <laughs> do something about it. You know, it, it makes loneliness painful because it's good for you to not be alone. Okay. And so it uses a negative incentive to, to drive you in that direction. And so when you constantly escape from your negative emotions, you're actually cutting yourself off from a huge amount of fuel, fuel that you need in order to drive yourself to a better, more full life. And finding the answers to emotional issues are not always easy. Sometimes you've got real issues in your life that are truly, you know, tragic. Maybe, you know, or maybe they're not actually even tragic. It's just that you have a weak emotional constitution. So your little problems seem huge. In some cases, you can't help that that's where you are right now. Okay. For whatever reason, whether it's your upbringing, your environment, or, you know, due to your own indulgences or, or weaknesses, whatever, like you can be in serious emotional pain and it hurts. It's the most real thing. Pain is very real and you can't just pretend it's not. But uh, what ends up happening though, is when you take your pain too seriously, you make it too precious. It's like, well, if I can't get what I really want, then I might as well just get pleasure. And that is what leads you down to porn, right? That's what leads you back to the porn stuff. And at a certain point, you've got to decide, are you going to buck this trend? Or are you going to keep allowing yourself to manage your emotions through relying on this crutch? So if you want to change this, if you want to stop relying on porn to manage yourself, well, the only option is to engage. Stop escaping and learn how to engage with life, okay? 
it's and this is so essential. It's so essential. It's it's the fun foundation, I would say, to quitting porn and transforming your life. It's because like when you escape, all right, your life gets in, for in, in that moment it gets a little better, but overall it gets a little worse. Okay, and so since it overall gets a little worse, that's going to make you want to escape more, more intensely and more frequently. But when you do that. Guess what? Yeah, you get that pleasure again, but also your life still gets a little worse because you're not actually addressing the underlying issues, right? You're not actually addressing the things that make you feel feel bad in the first place. And so as you keep escaping, your life keeps getting worse, which keeps making you want to escape even more, and then you just spiral downward. And the only way out of that escapism spiral is to reverse the trend, is to show up and engage, and engage with the things that are causing you pain. A concept that kind of popped out in one of my, uh, uh, you know, Vanguard vlogs or meetings or something like that with uh, my patrons was this concept of you want to jack in rather than jack off. Okay, meaning like in those moments where you just want to go, you know, jack off and just drift into the the porn oblivion. Those are the most the moments where it's most important for you to tune into yourself, figure out what the heck is going on inside of you, what's the problem, and then what can you do about it? What kind of action can you take? What what can you do to make your situation a little bit better rather than a little bit worse? You know, sometimes it's just a, a tiny shift. Sometimes all the best you can do is 1%, okay? So like say you're stressed out about some kind of thing and you want to go jack off and, you know, escape or whatever. What's one thing you could do to make your, your situation 1% better? Well, maybe it's as simple as uh, taking a deep breath, relaxing your shoulders, okay? Maybe after that, you know, maybe you got to do a little journaling or something like that. Write down what's, what's on your mind. Sometimes just sh getting your emotions down can make you feel a little better, okay? Maybe after you do that, you, you create a little plan. You realize, all right, there's this little thing that I can do that'll make things a little bit better. And you go from there, right? You have to, like learn how to show up to your situation, face it, plug yourself into that reality, and then do something about it. And this is scary. This is super scary if you've spent, if your default mode has been to escape because, you know, your faculties for engagement have kind of atrophied a little bit and they're feeling a little weak. They're a little bit shaky. Taking that step outside of your comfort zone can feel like stepping off a cliff. But if you remember one of the previous episodes, I was talking about how Quitting porn requires a death. Well, this is how you kill that. <laughs> you kill that part that needs to be killed is you take that step over that cliff of your comfort zone. And, you know, one part of you, it falls, you know, thousands of feet down and goes splat and dies. But another part of you, it was just like one step and they realize, oh, I actually just stepped up and I'm stronger than ever. And so it's that, that divide, that, that stepping over your comfort zone which will allow you to engage properly with the things you're actually dealing with, that's going to be the key. So let's get a little bit of a process down here. Let's make things practical. So the first step I would say is to take inventory of your life. What are your main sources of pain? What are the things that are causing you the biggest problems? If it's like, you know, unfulfilled sex drive and stuff like that, well, you know, that means that it's probably just, you know, the pain of your porn addiction. Okay. It's like that, you know, oh, I'm not getting the sex I want, man. I need that sex. Well, chances are a lot of that's going to be healed by just, you know, getting over your porn addiction because you're not going to feel that itch so intensely. 
But, you know, there's another element of that, which is, would be loneliness. Okay. Maybe you don't have a sexual partner. You want a romantic partner. Well, you know, that's a genuine source of pain. So acknowledge that. All right. So that's the thing. Um, maybe another one is you don't like your career. Maybe you don't like your physical appearance, you know, your fitness level. Maybe you don't like this, that, or the other. Just figure out what are the things that are really causing you pain in your life. Okay. Second step then would be to take ownership of them. And you got to say, well, what can I do to improve this situation? <clears throat> what can you do? In almost every case, actually in absolutely every case, there's something you can do to improve the situation. And there's two paths you can take. You can take the inner path of improving your mindset around it, or you can take the outer path of doing something about it. And very often it's a mix of both. But the less that you can do about it, the more you have to actually change the way you think about it. And so, you know, acknowledge that responsibility that it's on you and within your power to make those things that are causing you pain less painful. And in fact, in many cases, you have the capability of completely removing those pains. And so acknowledge that. Be honest with yourself about that and own that. Don't stay a victim. If you stay a victim and say, oh, this is how it is and I can't do anything about it. Well, that's how you're going to be. Then you're stuck. You are forever going to not be able to change that. And guess what? going to happen. You're just going to keep using porn because if you literally actually can't change it and you really fully believe you can't and you cannot accept it or whatever, you can't make any inner shift or whatever, then yeah, you're going to keep going back to porn because it's better than being in constant pain. At least you get a break sometimes. So if you want to stop going back to porn, then you need to take ownership and do what you can. Okay, so let's say you've been following along, you know, you, you, you paused the podcast and you thought about this stuff and you realize, holy crap, I've got so much to change. Maybe, you know, you don't like your job. Maybe you don't have a girlfriend and you want one. Maybe you're super out of shape and you got no personal discipline, got bad habits galore. Okay. How the heck are you supposed to take ownership of that and start doing something about it? Well, here's where you need a progression. Okay. You cannot do it all at once. And if you try to, you're going to fail because you're just like me and that you're limited. <laughs> all right. Every single human can only change so many things at once, okay, consciously. We've got a finite amount of attention and willpower that we can use to create personal shifts. The only ways in which you can create really dramatic shifts, like on all multiple layers of your being at once, is if you kind of outsource the problem. So this is like why drug addicts often go into rehab facilities, because the rehab facility will take care of managing and changing a whole bunch of other stuff and then they can just kind of work on themselves but if you're just planning on keeping your life without going away into some kind of you know monastery or you know um, rehab facility facility then you can really only change a few things at a time if you want those changes to stick okay so in that case we got to take things in phases all right and so here's the progression that i would recommend i would say start by getting yourself together on a very kind of personal self-care level. And this is actually exactly what I've outlined in my reboot regimen guide, which you, you can get a, a, there's a link to that in the description of this talk. And in that guide, I walk you through some, like the, the, the key pillars that you need in order to build a solid foundation upon which all future action can be supported by, okay? And the core pieces are there's gonna be a self-talk component because the way that you talk to yourself, the way that you interact with yourself internally is at the heart of everything, okay? If you've got screwed up self-talk, well then you're gonna act 
irrationally. You're going to act, you know, uh, from a place of not your best interest instead a place from a meet of immediate gratification. And you're just basically not going to be able to make consistently good decisions. And if you can't make consistently good decisions, then you can't do anything else, <laughs> especially not consistently. All right. So like you got to get yourself talking point. That's one like essential piece of self-care. That's like the inner piece, I would say. Next piece is you got to have at least some kind of modicum of productivity, meaning you have to be able to organize yourself in a way in which you know what's pertinent for you to take care of. And so this productivity, you know, it can be everything from just making a, a to-do list to just taking care of your core responsibilities, right? Like you need to be able to, like, if you're a, uh, if you got a job, you got to go to your job, right? If you keep missing work and stuff because you're, you know, staying up late watching porn, well, uh, that's, that could make your life way worse if they fire you for keep coming in late. So you got to, <laughs> you got to get a basic level of productivity in place. Okay. You got to take care of your core responsibilities and um, learn how to, you know, also take care of the other stuff, like do your chores, your laundry, clean your room and this kind of stuff, right? Not crazy, not crazy. And you don't need to take all, even all of that on at once, but there's got to be some kind of vector of improvement in your productivity. And then the third level is your energy management. Meaning quitting porn is an energy intensive task. All right. Like it takes a lot from you psychologically and emotionally. It's tough, right? It's draining. And if you are not properly filling yourself back up while you are engaging in this process, then you're going to find yourself very depleted. And when you find yourself in a depleted state and you get triggered, it's very difficult to stay clean. It's not that you can't, but like, <laughs> you know, Porn in many ways kind of is an energy management technique. It's like it's one of these weird things that simultaneously can relax you and stimulate you and, and like wake you up at the same time. And so a lot of guys use porn as a way to fake their or cope with a lack of energy management skills. They use it to wake up in the morning and then they use it to go to bed at night and they use it when they're stressed and they use it when they're kind of depressed and dragging. And it works, sort of. But if you cut it out, you need to find another way to actually deal with your energy. And so, you know, this is stuff like sleep, nutrition, exercise, that sort of thing. And, and in the guide, I break down really simple ways in which you can start doing this. I do not recommend, you know, starting to eat paleo, work out six times a week, and like, you know, do that kind of crap. Because th that's going to be way too much. You need to have a very, very simple things to start with. Because you don't want to be bankrupting your willpower reserves trying to install all these new habits and then sabotaging your capability to you know overcome urges right you need to have enough willpower and energy left over to deal with that kind of stuff so that you can stay clean so that's what i talk about in the reboot regimen so i really would recommend you check that out if you want to you know a more in-depth you know understanding of how it works you know it's totally free but once you do that and you get your kind of baseline down this is when you can start thinking all right you can think in phases, right? So it's the first phase. I'm going to be quitting porn and getting <clears throat> these two habits in order, okay? Then maybe the next phase is you, you start incorporating a couple more changes in your life. Maybe you start focusing on this other project at work or whatever. And then as you start developing a self-care, like a stable self-care base without relying on porn, this is when you can really start to spread your wings and take bigger steps and reach bigger things. Maybe this is when you start... Um, that new business that you've been wanting to do, or maybe this is when you, you know, go out and start dating, which you've been afraid to do or, or whatever. <clears throat> 
So you can think of your life in phases. And when you break things down into phases, it allows you to take that, that big ball of pain that we looked at earlier that's causing you to want to escape and say, you know what? I'm going to take care of this whole thing. I'm not going to do it all at once. I'm going to do it one step at a time, doing exactly things that I know that I can do and no faster. Because as you take each step, you grow a little bit stronger and the subsequent steps that maybe would have been, you know, impossible before now seem far more reasonable and doable. So you got to give yourself the patience to really level up here. It's, it's, it, 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 there's it, <laughs> so much of this process comes down to patience because if you try to take on too much at once or you just don't do anything because it seems like it would take too long, well, then you're ultimately never going to get anywhere. So patience is absolutely key in this game. And what's cool is if you if you embrace this approach, then there's this ever kind of like expanding radiance of goodness. OK, and it starts within you and your own self-care and you get yourself together and then you can start, you know, taking care of your family and your friends a bit more. And then you can radiate out further out and start maybe investing in your community. And, you know, then you can even just go bigger than that. Big as big as you want as big as you can competently handle, right? Like that's what I'm doing here is, you know, I worked really hard to get myself together. And then I was like, you know what? This is great. I love getting stuff together, but you know, I'm all right. So what can I do now? Turn outward, try and help other people to do something as well. And you know, your path might look different, but I think there's always going to be this expanding sort of concern and ownership that I think uh, gives life real meaning, right? And I think this pursuit of meaning is so key. And like, like what I call it is like universal ownership. And it's, it's a concept that's becoming more uh, popular. Uh, I think Jordan Peterson probably is responsible for a lot of it. But it's the idea that we have the capability to literally change the tilt of the universe. Like we can take things a little bit toward the better side or we can take them toward the worse. And if you accept that and own that responsibility, then that's... It can seem daunting, it can seem overwhelming, but it also is insanely meaningful. And when you wake up each morning, you recognize, holy crap, I can do the things that is going to tilt this universe toward a goodness. Then, holy crap, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> that's meaningful. That's worth the sacrifice. That's worth the pain. And you need to have that meaning. You need to have that vision of goodness that's going to drive you to do these uncomfortable things because they are going to be uncomfortable. Making these changes will not be easy, will not be immediately pleasurable like porn is. But if you can connect it to a meaningful vision, well, then you're going to be willing to engage. You're going to stop running. You're going to engage and you're going to fight because people fight for the things that they decide matter to them. And if you let yourself build a vision of something that matters to you and you let yourself fall in love with that vision and work toward that vision, then it will reward you and it will fill your life with meaning. Okay, to summarize today, the core point is that porn is an act of escapism. It's something that you do to run away. But ultimately, doing this makes your life worse. And so we don't want to keep that going. And to, to break that spiral of escapism, what you got to do is you got to engage, right? You got to show up. And you got to address the issues that are in front of you. And you can't take all of it on at once. You have to have a progression, right? You have to know where your pain points are. And you got to build a plan that's going to level you up, you know, making you stronger as you go so that you can ultimately pursue the things that are most meaningful to you. And it's that pursuit of meaning and, and real satisfaction and real fulfillment. That's what's going to give you the power to drive through the pain that's going to come along the way. Right. That's 
that's the whole thing here is that like you've got an uncomfortable path in front of you with some serious challenges. And so you need the meaning to draw you through it. And so it's up to you. What means something to you? Let me know. Let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think. Because I want to hear from you guys. I want to engage with you guys. Tell me what, what your reasons are. You know, it can be like for me, um, you know, it was so many different things. Like, like one of them was like, I just like wanted to be a dude that I was proud of being. I was so sick of being someone that I was ashamed to be. Not just with, you know, the act of using porn, <laughs> but like my lack of doing anything else. You know, I feel like I've been gifted gifted with a tremendous number of blessings, you know, in terms of talent and then opportunity. I mean, if you're a, uh, a, a person in the modern world who is not like starving and in horrible circumstances, you have a tremendous opportunity to do good in this world. And so, you know, for me to not use that opportunity and just sit there jerking off all day long, that was shameful for me. And so that was my meaning is I didn't want to be ashamed of myself anymore. And so that's enough. That's enough to get started, man. That's enough to get started. That's a noble aim in my book. So that's what I have for you guys today. Stay sharp. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, if you found this episode useful and you want to hear more, make sure you like, subscribe, and if you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell button to turn on notifications. But if you really like this content and you would like to join the tribe of Universal Men, then you need to head on over to the Universal Man Patreon page by clicking the link in the description. We call ourselves the Vanguard because we are committed to living on the front lines of life. By joining, you will gain access to exclusive content, weekly accountability, community chat rooms, and live calls. Also, by joining the Vanguard, you become a part of my inner circle. Therefore, you get my prioritized attention. Most importantly, though, you'll be joining a crew of like-minded guys that can help support and inspire you on your journey of masculine self-mastery. So click the link below and sign up today.